loves the closing stretch. We are back this week. Um, the boys are back from their adventures in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Guys, is it a bit of a shock back to reality now? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so depressed. <laughs> uh, well, Neil, I think you're going to be quite happy. I can see it looks like you're in some sort of hotel room. You don't have to put up with your brothers snoring anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. It was one of the best nights of sleep ever last night. <laughs> oh. uh, Duncan, I see selfie action on your social media. You got a little selfie with Rory. Yeah, absolutely. He, he came over to me and uh, he said, Duncan, can I get a pic, please? And I said, oh, go on, Rory, go on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, Neil had got the, uh, the photos with the footballers and I thought, how, how can I possibly top that? And then Rory happened to walk past it just seemed too perfect. So, um, yeah, me, me and Rory, best buds. Ideal. And, of course, the uh, DP World Tour action is still going on in Dubai and they still have their final round to play. Um, third round, what, has just finished and it's left a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth, Neil. <laughs> been tearing my hair out all morning. Lee Westwood um, was advised by us at 66-1 to 1 and he got himself into a fantastic position there. Um, I think he was joint lead, leader at one point. Um, he unfortunately played um, his last six holes in four over par, including a treble bogey on the last. So I think he's I think he's four or five behind now. It's probably a bit too much, but we were getting excited at one point. But hopefully um, we've got a few chances in the, the farmers. So fingers yeah. crossed. Okay, right. Well, it's um, a little bit strange this week because the Farmers Insurance Open started on Wednesday, finishes today, Saturday, because there's the NFL playoffs happening on Sunday, which is probably a very smart move. I've been confused with the golf schedule all week. It's very easy to figure out, but it's put me completely wrong. So, well done. Let's have a look at it right now, because at the top of the leaderboard, I mean, we had... John Ram up there right away, who just goes hand in hand with Tory Pines. He won the Farmers here in 17. He got engaged here. He won the US Open here last year. But um, and Justin Thomas too, the two of them at the top, a little bit of a slip away. And right now tied at 14 under par, Will Zalatoris and another guy who loves this place, Jason Day. Yeah, absolutely. When I did the, the in-play blog for the website yesterday, um, I, I kind of pitched it as JT against Ram, uh, you know, over the final two rounds, and, and, it, and it's completely morphed into something else. You know, it looked like it was just going to be a, a runaway battle between those two, um, and, and now we have Zalatoris and Day at the top with Ram and, and, and JT trailing. Um, so it, it's going to be an interesting final round. You know, whereas before it maybe looked like a, a bit of a match play situation, perhaps uh, between the two. We've got quite a lot of contenders now, so uh, certainly a lot to, to, to analyse here. I mean, it's great after seeing the golf we had last week for the American Express. The courses are completely different. I mean, Tory Pines has been a real test and the rough, the rough that Ram complained that there wasn't enough of at La Quinta, um, well, I mean, an abundance of here, and it got him to a couple of problems yesterday. I mean, a 72 for Ram on Friday and a 73 for Justin Thomas. So it's a much tougher test, which we knew it would be. Yeah, the um, the double bogey that he made on uh, 10, wasn't it? When, it, when, it, when he, he drove into the rough, just shows you how, how easily you can make mistakes around here. Um, you know, I don't think he even had that much that much left in terms of yardage to the hole, like 140, something like that. Um, and he ended up making double bogey 
uh, from nowhere, really. So it's, there's definitely bogeys and, and doubles and, and all sorts of numbers uh, possible around here, which is great from a viewing perspective. Yeah. Right, Neil, let's talk about Will Zalatoris then. Um, he is, well, shot 65 yesterday and at the top of the leaderboard right now. What do you make of Will's chances in this final round? Yeah, well... Um... I, I don't actually get to see much of him around due, due to the travelling, but reading, reading back, it looks like he was tee to green, just exceptional yesterday. Um, I read something like he missed two two birdie putts under five foot. He could have been much, much lower. Um, it sounds like his new driver in the bag. I think he's got an extra inch on his driver, which has given him more distance. Um, so it sounds like he's the most confident he's ever been with his driver. Um, he's, he's obviously still looking for his first PGA Tour title, which is quite surprising for a how much talent he has and his, I know it's only been a short spell on tour but you would have thought he would have been off the mark by now but this is a great chance for him he's he, he's picked tough company to beat if he is going to do it today um, that's what's probably putting us off the odds most and also I think he's going to have to hold a bit more putts today if he's going to get it done it's unlikely that the big boys like Ram, Thomas, Sung JM um, even Dustin a bit further back you'd expect one of them to make a real good move today um, so, so Will's going to have to hold his fair share of putts he's 4-1 to one, um, in the betting here in the UK and it's just a little bit too short um, given Ram's close proximity yeah um, the, as you say Tito Green he's exceptional it's those short putts and we've seen it quite a lot from him before I mean he had it was like a tap in from less than two feet and you can see when he putts on his stroke there's a, a wobble almost with these short putts and we have to remember as well that he did finish only one back at the Masters last year so he's used to being in contention on the final day I feel like we've seen him in contention so many times he hasn't closed it out yet but I mean you don't really get a much bigger stage than Sunday at the Masters Yeah and that was a really good performance actually uh, although he never really had a strong chance of winning I think Hideki was always in control for the majority of the round he never, he never really shied away and he, I think he only ended up one or two back in the end. Um, so like you said, he, he has to be respected, but um, it's, it's just a tough leaderboard today and four to one is quite short odds for us to be, mm. us to be backing him, I think. Right, Duncan, what about Jason Day then? Two-time winner at the Farmers Insurance Open and obviously thrives around this course. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I, I, I'm a big Jason Day fan. He's obviously had his injury problems uh, in the last couple of years. Um, and, and last time out when he was in contention and had a good chance at Travellers, um, he, he was clearly struggling with a back injury and kind of went backwards a little bit. Um, but you, you know, you, you can't you can't forget that he's a, you know former world number one. Like you say, he's got a fantastic record round here. Um, the question would be that obviously he's not been in contention all that much in the last couple of years due to his, his various ailments. Um, and, and whether this is maybe a Sunday too soon, maybe he needs this, you know, this experience again, just to kind of, uh, to, to kind of get out of the system almost. And the next time around would be the time that he seals the deal. Um, but I, I certainly think that he'll go close today. Um, and I like him to go well. You know, he said in his post round press conference that, that he's feeling fit and he's no longer in any pain. Um, and a Jason Day at Tory Pines, who's, who's not struggling with injury, is certainly one to be, be respected. OK, well, Duncan, you said at the top of the show that you thought it was going to be a bit of a, a two-horse race between Ram and Thomas. What do you think about John Ram closing it out today? 
Um, kind of mixed feelings, really. Um, when I when I did the blog yesterday, as I said, I mentioned I thought it was going to be a two horse race, and what what I was really hoping for in yesterday's blog was that 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 Thomas would would pull maybe a shot or two shots ahead of Ram going into this final round, and it would really be um, Ram then clo- closing, you know, Justin Thomas in, and really kind of chasing him and being being the aggressive chaser. Uh, much like he was at the US Open when he went on to win there. You know, I think he was three shots back uh, going into the US Open final round and he obviously came back and, and won. Um, but, but now that the leaderboard has changed, I'm not as keen on Ram as maybe I was when it was just looking like a, a race between him and him and JT. I think that now that we've got Zalatoris, Day um, um, uh, and, and some others chasing behind, I think that kind of gives a bit of a different complexion. And Rams had his difficulties on a Sunday of late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he didn't manage to win the Tournament of Champions, um, albeit Cam Smith was amazing uh, on that Sunday. And he had a few kind of mishaps at the end of last year as well. And I just think that the 11 to 4 is maybe a bit short um, on Ram. And that's not a price I don't think that we wanted to take. I think if it had been Ram against JT um, and Ram had been two or three shots back, 11 to 4 might have been a price that we were interested in. Um, but given that there's a number of contenders up there, I think we're going to pass over Ram at the short odds today. Okay. Right, well, Neil, let's look at the chasing pack because it's a real mixed bag of very experienced players on the PGA Tour and guys looking for their first win. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of guys in contention. Um, I, was, I was looking at the, the past year since 2010, how far back the guys have come, for, uh, come from. Sorry. And uh, Brant Snedeker has won twice here from, I think, something like five and seven shots back. Um, there's been a lot, I think only three times in the last 11 editions, there's only been a round three leader gone on to win. Um, one of which was Tiger Woods with a four-shot lead, so we can, we can just write that one off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, th- I think back to the 10-unders are all in this. Um, DJ won't count himself out, he's four back. Um, he was actually attempting option for us, he's 33 to one. Um Sort of this tournament in the final round, the best players tend to rise to the top in the end. It's what happened last year. Um, And I think it will happen again, to be honest. Um, We're in a good position with our pre-event bets. We've got um, a couple of the guys at 11 under, Maverick McNeely and Ryan Palmer. Um, So they were both tipped up by us at 66 to 1. They were only three shots back. Um, So we're quite quite hopeful one of them is going to have a real good go at it um, today. The bet that we like the best, though, is uh, Sungjae M. So he's available at 12 to 1. Um, we have Sungjae down as a really strong closer of golf tournaments. He doesn't get himself into contention as much as you think he, a guy of his talent would. But once he does get himself in and he's a couple off the lead, he's really, really dangerous. Um, so we saw at Shriners last, last year. He fetched, I think it was the final round 63, um, to blitz past everyone and, uh, and win there. Similar thing for his first win at Haunt at the Honda Classic. Um, he came from well off the pace there with a low one. Um, so we think he has he has the value there and the, out of the odds. So twelve to one available. Um, so we're going to go two points win only on Sunday today. My my two picks at the start of the week were Ryan Palmer and Francesco Molinari. They were both looking really good, and then Mon- Molinari had a not the best of days yesterday. So. But Ryan Palmer, as you say, in a great position and um, he lost in a playoff with Jason Day and uh, Alex Norton. Day went on to win just a couple of years ago. So, OK, we've got some good names there. Anyone else that we're looking at for bets for the final round? 
So we've got a, a, a double, uh, a three-ball double uh, again this week. The, the players are obviously not off in twos; they're often they're often threes uh, for the final round. So there is a double that we do like. Pays just under five to one, um, but they're two strong selections, and I think they should give us a good run for our money. So the first one that we like is Dustin Johnson, and Dustin Johnson is up against Taylor Pendrith and Sepp Straka. Dustin uh, has the edge on them both in terms of his long game stats this week. He's, he's hitting more fairways. Uh, it, it, the quality of his approaches is, is better as well. Um, he has around about even money in, in terms of his price on his own. Um, but we like Dustin to, to have a strong final round. And he's our first selection uh, in terms of our double. The other one that we like is Kevin Streelman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kevin Streelman is up against Taylor Gooch and Kevin Tway. Taylor, uh, Gooch and Kevin Tway, their, their scores this week have really been built at the north course and obviously we're on the south course this week for the final round. Um, Gooch and Tway uh, 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 have been worse in, on the south course compared to Stuhlman uh, for the two rounds that they've played so far uh, and Stuhlman's available at two to one. Uh, it's a pretty solid bet, I think. We, you know, Obviously, Taylor Gooch has, has been a, a strong player in the last couple of months. But Kevin Streelman's no slouch in terms of a match bet or a three-ball betting. Um, so we like the double on Kevin Streelman and Dustin Johnson, just under five to one. Okay, and Streelman was an inch away from an ace yesterday as well. So all the good vibes. And one name that we haven't talked about is Aaron Rye. And I feel like it would be wrong of us to not mention the Englishman who's over there. And 13 under par, only one shot off the pace, has put on a great performance. Yeah, it would be doing yeah, him a disservice not to talk about him because he's, he's, it's an unbelievable f- performance so far. I was looking at stats this morning and I can't believe how far he's hitting the ball and he, he really is like playing some, some top quality golf. Um, let's not forget he's he's a winner on the European Tour, I think twice. And he's also got one three times on the Challenge Tour. I know it's some way off this level, but he, he knows how to get the job done. So you never know. I think, like for me, I, I had con- I had big concerns after watching him. Uh, I watched the final hole uh, at the Boise Open at the end of last year when it when he secured his PGA Tour card, but he was one shot ahead playing the last um, in the fairway, and he, he took a double bogey and he lost the tournament by a shot, um, and that's big alarm bells for me. You know, like, like the the scenario and how it played out was just a bit of a car crash. Really, his short game just fell to pieces. Um, and, and given the trouble on the last hole that we have here at Torrey Pines, I've got absolutely, um, I'd have big worries, I guess, about having Aaron Rye on my side coming down the last hole. Um, I, I know he won the Scottish Open uh, and beat Tommy Fleetwood, but I kind of feel Tommy Fleetwood handed him that to a certain extent as well. Um, so no, it, it wasn't for me. <laughs> I do love the fact that uh, the 18th is a par five as well. It's such an exciting way to finish the tournament with some great names. Right, well, that's the guys' insight into the final round of the Farmers Insurance Open. Thank you for watching our show. Please subscribe. We do the closing stretch for, well, it's usually on a Sunday, for the final round of the PGA Tour tournament, and you can find it on YouTube. We've got the podcast on all the usual podcast apps and websites as well. And uh, guys, how how do people sign up to your amazing service with all these blogs and tips that you give them each week? <laughs> so uh, if you log on to golfbettingclub.com you'll see um, all the information about how to sign up if you'd like to sign up for our pre-event tips uh, we do an in-play blog after each round uh, on the Europe, on the, sorry, on the DP World Tour 
and the PGA Tour. So you can log on to the website and see our in-play tips for free um, and, and you can access those. And there's also over 150 player profiles on there as well if you want to find out a bit more about your favourite player. In terms of social media, uh, at um, Golf Betting Club on Twitter and at Golf Betting Club Official on Instagram. We'll see what kind of selfies you put up there this week. <laughs> Right, thank you. Next week, we're off to a big one. It's the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am and we'll catch you then. Bye.